Hey there, bygone babes and gents. Today we're sipping on death in the afternoon. It's a simple two-ingredient drink first concocted by American novelist Ernest Hemingway. This drink, which is made up of one ounce of absinthe for every four ounces of champagne, has a pale green luster, similar to our story's element in question, radium. There was a time, exactly 100 years ago, when the naturally occurring radioactive metal was thought to be a medical marvel that promised restored health, the eradication of cancer, and a youthful glow to boot. Its safety was tested by scientists, its use cases vouched and recommended by doctors, and yet nothing could have been further from the truth. Today's story is a cautionary tale against the end-all and be-all cure. It shines a light on corporate greed and exposes the dangers in blind trust. It's a tale as old as time, and yet we still find ourselves trusting, believing. Maybe because it's easier to believe stories that make you feel safe. This is not that story. I'm Kate Naglieri. Welcome to the Bygone Society Show. Picture it for a moment. It's 1922 in Ottawa, Illinois. Women won the right to vote just two years prior. You graduated high school and are ready and eager to earn money to help support your family. Of course, with that money, you can also attend parties and buy the latest fashion seen in magazines. Career options were limited for women back then, but a factory called Radium Dial recently opened up down the street in the old high school, and they're looking to hire. They pay $20 per week, the equivalent to $333 today. That's more than any other opportunity in town. The job? A painter. You're expected to paint precise numbers that glow in the dark on the face of pocket watches, compasses, and clocks. Not necessarily sexy, but easy enough. And again, you really need the money, so you eagerly accept. During your first week, you and hundreds of other women sitting side by side find their groove. But production could be faster. The company wants to sell more. So your foreman teaches you how to be quicker, more effective. Dip your paintbrush into the pale green paint, lick the bristles, rolling your brush along your tongue to give it a fine point. This will help you paint the numbers faster. The paint tastes a bit gritty, but you're assured it's safe, and the other girls around you are doing it too. Besides, everyone knows radium, the element that gives the pale green paint its luminous glow, is good for you. Right? Right? 
Polish scientist Marie Curie discovered radium in 1898, for which she received a Nobel Prize in 1903 and another in 1911. She was the first woman ever to receive the distinction, let alone two, and she championed the use of radium in medicine for its unique ability to target and destroy cancer cells. In fact, radium is still used today to produce radon gas for certain cancer treatments. It's also used for industrial radiography, which is the method of inspecting materials to see hidden flaws in welds, like gas or water pipelines. But at the turn of the century, radium could be found everywhere. In your nail polish, in cold remedies, toothpaste, makeup, soaps, and powders, adding radium to consumer goods was a popular marketing tactic to increase sales since it was widely believed to have beneficial health properties. Radium was also added as an ingredient to brands of drinking water. Take, for instance, Revigator. This radioactive water housed in ceramic jugs brandished the tagline, Your health is your wealth, in bold letters across the middle of a 1926 sales brochure. Apparently, your urine would glow in the dark after drinking it too. A Parisian makeup brand known as Theradia sold products like lipsticks, soaps, powders, and creams, all of which contained radium and thorium, a radioactive metallic chemical now used for nuclear power. Radium was even injected intravenously to treat a variety of illnesses. Well into the 1920s, the dangers of radium were not common knowledge to the public. And to be honest, I didn't know much about radium or how its constant exposure can wreak havoc on the human body before researching the story. Like I mentioned earlier, radium is a chemical element with the periodic table symbol RA and the atomic number 88. It's the heaviest of the alkaline earth metals, looks silvery white, and melts at about 1300 degrees Fahrenheit and boils at more than 3000 degrees Fahrenheit. But its most unique quality is its intense radioactivity. Recalling everything I could from sophomore year chemistry class, which is next to nothing, I rarely read through Botanica's online library of the elements and tried to use context clues to better understand what an energy equivalent of about 6.8 times 10 to the negative third calorie per second means. I'll give you the skinny. Marie Curie's clothing, lab notebooks, and furniture used to discover radium back in 1898 will remain radioactive for the next 1,500 years and cannot be handled safely today. This is because radium adheres to solids and doesn't travel far from where it was first released. As is evidenced by the young women who worked at Radium Dial in Illinois, ingesting pea-sized amounts of radium every time their brush touched their tongue. At first, the women would have experienced a loss of appetite, fatigue, fever, nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea, much like the flu or the common cold. Inside the body, radium would cling to their jaw and eat away at their bones until teeth and actual bone fragments fell out of their mouth. 
Eventually, many women suffered from aplastic anemia, lung cancer, bone cancer, leukemia, cataracts, reduced bone growth, and severe body aches. They often developed mouth sores, and their legs buckled and snapped under them. These women became the walking dead, and radium, their angel of death. Four states away in Orange, New Jersey, another group of young women were hired to paint luminous clock faces on watches for American soldiers. They were paid 27 cents per completed watch. To complete the greatest number in a day, these women were also encouraged to lick their brush in between strokes to give it a fine point, swallowing a little bit of the same luminescent paint. The harder they worked, the more money they made. The harder they worked, the quicker death approached. Between 1917 and 1926, more than 50 of the 70 women hired by U.S. Radium Corporation died from radium poisoning. Even the man who invented the -the glow-in-the-dark paint, Dr. Von Sashaki, died in 1928 from the same kind of exposure. What makes this whole story all the more abhorrent is that a growing number of scientists and corporate executives were privy to the dangers of radium, including those who employed the factory workers in Illinois and New Jersey. After tens and hundreds of radium dial workers fell ill and died across America and Canada, U.S. Radium Corporation commissioned an independent study in 1925 to test the effects of chronic radium exposure. The results were clear. The workers died from radium poisoning. But U.S. Radium refused the findings, purposefully hiding the results from the public eye and, more importantly, from their employees. Instead, they conducted additional studies that ensured different, false findings that radium was safe. They even went as far as to claim that what the women were experiencing was an outbreak of syphilis, a type of sexually transmitted disease which they knew would shame them into silence. Radium was the world's top marketed product, with protections from people with deep pockets whose financial success stood on the crumbling and luminous bones of its dying factory workers. The female factory workers were of a generation who were taught to listen, obey, and not ask questions. Don't make waves, even if you don't like it. And treat your boss with respect, even if he's wrong. It's impressive that despite their upbringing, their reputations being slandered, and their bodies physically and literally disintegrating before their own eyes, they banded together to expose the truth. Next time on The Bygone Society Show, we'll examine how these everyday courageous women illuminated the need for workplace safety which eventually led to the creation of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. 
Thanks for joining the Bygone Society Show, where we chronicle the strange and forgotten corners of history. You can learn more about the Society and each episode by following us on Instagram at the Bygone Society Show and by heading over to thebygonesocietyshow.com. Have a story idea? Send me an email at thebygonesocietyshow at gmail.com. From your gracious and ghoulish host, thank you for listening.